G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. One of the destructive characteristics about fear is that it paralyzes. In other words, it renders us inactive. And we see this, for example, in the parable of the talents. You know the story, the man that gave the talents to his servants to occupy and to do business until he returned. To one he gave five, to another two, and to another one. The man that had the one talent was afraid and he hid it in the ground until the man returned. Now when the master called those servants to account and asked him, why did you hide your talent in the ground? These are the words he said. He said, I was afraid. See, fear paralyzes. But of course, the antithesis of fear is faith. That's why the psalmist said, I will trust and not be afraid. Maybe today you are not reaching out your hand because of fear. Fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of a number of things. Why don't you exchange that fear for faith? Say with the psalmist, I will trust and not be afraid. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Hello and welcome to Set Free. It's Phil here and with me is author and teacher Ken Legg. This week we're looking at stretching out our hands I think we all feel a sense of great fulfillment when God provides us with those wonderful opportunities of reaching out in his name to people around us. And uh, Ken, often those moments aren't scheduled or planned. They're just things that pop up in our lives along the way, aren't they? I agree, Phil. Uh, In fact, if you look at the ministry of Jesus, you'll see that much of his ministry was done by what I call interruption. Mm. You know, Jesus might be on his way to somewhere and somebody came up to him and asked him a question or somebody came up and was sick and asked for healing or maybe he'd be sitting in a room and teaching and then they bring uh, a man and lower him down, you know, from the roof or whatever. Mm. So a lot of the the ministry of Jesus, as you say, was not scheduled or planned, but it was done by interruption. Yeah, the interesting thing is you don't read anywhere in the scriptures where Jesus said, uh, look, excuse me, I'm in the middle of something here. <laughs> Can you just wait outside, will you? <laughs> he never did that. That's true. Now, just for the benefit of those who may have just joined us today, we've looked so far this week at some of the reasons why people might not extend their hand, reach out their hand Uh, which have included the fact they may feel like failures. They self-disqualify because of something that's happened, that that they feel that they've failed in their lives. Uh, Those who no longer reach out because they've had hurt in their life, and then those who've become discouraged because of unfulfilled expectations, what they thought perhaps, you know, God should have done this, but something else happened, and really it's a rift between them and God. What are we moving on to today? Well, Phil, I want us to consider those who have become paralyzed because of fear. Uh, And I'd like to take Timothy as an example of that. Uh, You know, Timothy uh, was Paul's assistant or associate pastor, if you like, and things were going well for him while Paul was with him. But when Paul moved on and left him to lead the church on his own, uh, well, things were different then. You know, he was confronted with uh, several issues that 
posed a problem to him. For example, um, you know, there were problems in the church that, okay, he couldn't run to Paul now. He's got to sort it out himself. Mm. Um, there were older people in the church that looked down on him and, you know, they despised his youth. Paul says, don't let any man despise your youth, you know, but uh, some people were undermining him because of his age. And then, of course, if you read some of the letters that Paul wrote to Timothy and Titus and other church leaders, you know, you, you'll know that, of course, heresy was a major problem at that time. There was a lot of false doctrines coming into the church and, well, he's it now. He's got to deal with this. You know, he's got to put out this fire and uh, set the church straight about what is the truth. Now, on top of all that, of course, persecution was going on. Uh, you know, the more you stood up for Jesus and were in the front line, the more of a target you became for for persecution. Mm-hmm. Now, what what that resulted in is that Timothy began to back away from his ministry and Paul noticed that when he wrote his first epistle to him. He said, Timothy, don't neglect the gift of God that's in you. But by the time he wrote the second letter, which incidentally when, was when uh, Paul was in prison and it was his last letter, um, Timothy had backed right away from ministry. In fact, he'd laid his gift down altogether and Paul had to say to him, stir up the gift of God that's within you. That's really interesting. I never thought of that uh, comparison. So are you saying then that t- Timothy had the withered hands? Exactly. Uh, a good way to put it. He had the withered hand. But uh, let's look at what Paul said to him, how to how to get him back again into ministry. He said, first of all, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Okay, so if we're operating in fear, the first thing we can know for sure is that we didn't get that from God. Yeah. God doesn't move in fear. He doesn't use fear uh, to manipulate or motivate or any of those things. So God has not given us a spirit of fear. But what he has given us is, first of all, power. Now, this is a very important thing because, you know, in another epistle, uh, Paul says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead mm-hmm. Lives in is you. in us. So, yeah. you, you know, we've got all the power we need. Sometimes we're always looking for more power, but actually we don't need a power encounter. We need a truth encounter. Mm. We, need, we need to know what we do have and what's the truth about us. And that's what Paul was trying to say to Timothy. Now, Timothy, you have been given power for every situation. You're empowered for the totality of your life and your ministry. But secondly, he said, um, you've been given love. Love is the greatest gift because the problem of fear is self. Fear causes us to move away from people. Love always causes us to move towards them. You know, Fear asks, what's that person going to do to me? But love asks, what can I do for that person? Mm-hmm. So fear, if you like, is self-protecting, but love is self-giving. Or fear is like a flower closed up in bud, but love is like a flower open in full bloom, extended its hand out to others, you know. Mm. And that's what Paul was trying to get Timothy to do, was say, hey, Timothy, you know, reach out to others. Reach out that hand once again to others. So God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us power and love. And lastly, he says, he's given us a sound mind. Now, I think that's important because fear is an emotion and the only thing that we can use to bring our emotions under control is right thinking. And uh, that's why we're constantly encouraged in the Word of God to, you know, for example, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. In Mm. other words, get our thoughts in alignment with what is the truth because that will bring our emotions under control. And that's what Paul was trying to do here for Timothy was to deal with that fear by saying, hey, uh, start thinking correctly here. Start renewing your mind here. So do you reckon Timothy did get up and reached out his hand again, the way the story ends? Well, we don't really know, actually, uh, Phil, but I'd like to think so because uh, 
Well, Paul was in prison and he was waiting execution, so he'd pass the baton on to, yeah. to Timothy. And I'd like to think that he did reach out his hand once again. Uh, but I think the important thing to note here is this, that Paul was not asking Timothy to find something that he didn't have. He wasn't saying, I'll go and get help from this or go and get some more power or go and go forward for prayer or go forward on an order call or you know, go to a conference or anything like that. He was basically trying to remind him of all the things that he did have. You know, you do have power, you do have love, you do have a sound mind. So use what God has given you. You know, you're complete in him. And and get back into ministry again. Get that hand reaching out again to to serve others. Now, look, Phil, let's let's just finish up uh today by going back into the synagogue where Jesus said to that man, stretch out your hand. Because basically, um you could say, okay, when you say to a man with a withered hand, reach out your hand, you're mocking him, you know. I mean, that's the one thing he can't do. Mm. You know, stretch forth your hand. But I can't. Almost taunting him. Yeah. But here's the thing. When Jesus says, stretch forth your hand, doesn't matter whether he's got a withered hand or not, he can do it. Mm. For example, when Jesus says to a dead man like Lazarus, mm, come, out. Come, come out of the grave. Well, you, you know, you, a dead man can't do that. But when Jesus says, do that, then he can. Or, or when Jesus says to a, a very immoral woman, go and sin no more. Change your behavior. She can't. You know, this is a lifestyle. This is what she does. But when Jesus says to her, go and sin no more, he's actually empowering her to do what he's commanding her to do. So The same is true for us, isn't it? That he absolutely. is empowering us. He's empowering. So so if somebody today is listening to this, and maybe they become discouraged or, or they're not reaching out their hand because of hurt or because of fear, like we're talking about today, Jesus would say to us today, stretch forth your hand. And when he says that, He empowers us to do the very thing He's asking us to do. We're being encouraged to stretch out our hand this week and we'll have more for you tomorrow as we continue this discussion. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.